This is MJ. Welcome to another WriterCast. Uh, this time I'm going to be talking about Common Rider X-Aid, the uh, Dr. Gamer Common Rider. So, anyway, uh, on to the meta information. Um, Common Rider X-Aid aired from October 2nd, 2016 to August 27th, 2017. The first episode is entitled, I'm a Common Rider. And it was written by Yuya Takahashi and directed by Shojiro Nakazawa. The, oh dear, <laughs> wow. I was supposed to be going to the uh, next episode and the, oh, I see, I see now. Okay, the second episode is called Another Prodigy uh, with No Thank You. And <laughs> it was also written by Takahashi and Nakazawa was the director on it as well. So, uh, the next thing I wanted to uh, let you know is that the main theme is called uh, Excite, or Ekisite is how I would really say it. And uh, it's a really fun opening. I really like it a lot. Uh, performed by uh, Daichi Miura. The lyrics are by Kanata Okajima and Daichi Miura. Uh, Miura. Um, it was composed by, it says Carpenter and Kanato Kojima, arranged by Carpenter and then this uh, UTA. I don't know what that means. Anyway, like I said before, the uh, the music is probably my uh, my weakest uh, thing that I try to talk about on here. And uh, I apologize for uh, not being great at it. Um, moving on to the uh, suit actor cast. Something really interesting. Comrader uh, X-Aid Level 2, it's the big pink guy. Uh is played by Seiji Takawa, but, uh, oh, and then I also want to tell you about who played Brave, because that matters in this, uh, in this, uh, another writer cast. Uh, Brave was played by, um, oh, Watanabe Jun, uh, Brave Level 2, but, uh, if I go down here and I look around a little bit more, the Level 1 suit actors are different. So, Comrade Brave Level 1, um, is portrayed by Jiro... Uh, Uchikawa, who I'm opening up a tab for right now, and Comrade Exit Level 1 is played by Satoshi Fujita, who I've talked about before. Um, I don't remember what kind of roles he had, but he's been in Dano, Kiva, Decade, uh, Comrade G, uh, Double, uh, O's, Forze. So, I mean, it sounds like he's a, a company man uh, working with. Uh, Oh, gosh, what are they called? Action something? Triple-A action or something like that? Anyway, uh, and then the Brave uh, Level 1 suit actor, Jiro Uchikawa, it says, was a suit actor for the High Priest Darum in O's. Deno, uh, all writers, let's go, common writers. Okay. Uh, he later portrayed a member of a police bomb squad in episode 24 and the human form of Romeo, uh 068 in episode 37 of Common Rider Drive, as well as serving as a suit actor for sh- the Shoot Roemude. Uh He served as suit actor... For the book Ganma, um, Onpu Ganma, I don't know what Onpu is, um, and see, now i got to look these up to see what they were, uh, Onpu and Gazai Ganma in uh, Kamen Rider Ghost. Um, suit actor roles, um, oh yeah, so, uh, and then he plays other people in, in um, X8 as well, but oh, Onpu is... Uh, Mozart Ganma or the music Ganma. I don't know what Ompu means though. What is this? Is this run by uh, TV Nihon? And then Gazai is paint. Okay, that makes sense. Or, yeah, it's the paint Ganma. Anyway, it's kind of funny. Um, by the way, I like TV Nihon. I was just kind of uh, teasing there. Um, but let me see. That's uh, 
really all I have for the meta information. The premise of Combinator X8 is that about five years ago, there was an outbreak of something called the game illness or a bugster virus where people get infected and I guess eventually disappear or die and uh, something comes out of them and the uh, Ministry of Health has partnered with a game developer. This is a really weird show, guys. Um, in order to uh, create weapons, a weapon system a platform, if you will, that allows doctors to operate on patients by turning themselves into chibi-like video game characters and then defeating them and thus saving the patients. Uh, they have to separate the bugster from the patient first and then they can uh, go to another level of combat and... Uh, or advance to a second level and then uh, beat the bugster at that point. Like I said, really weird. Okay, so first off in the cast, we have Emu Hojo, who is a uh, pediatric intern, I guess you could say. Um, he's not pediatric. He's a intern in pediatric medicine, I guess I should say. He also happens to be the master gamer M, which we don't really get much insight into what that means, except for the fact that he loves playing video games and he's very good at it. Uh, next, we have uh, Asuna, uh, Kuro Asuna, I believe, uh, who's really pop, poppy people papu. She's like a video game person. Um, she goes in and out of a console, but she is like a liaison between the Ministry of Health and this uh, particular, I think it's Sato University Hospital, and over there she, uh, they call her a navigator, which from my experience in the uh, Persona games, the modern ones anyway, um, a navigator is somebody who guides through the people playing and gives them tips or key information that they need, and um, that's exactly how she functions. She functions as um, one of those and this isn't a derogatory at all, like very mechanical parts of a game where uh, she kind of gives tutorial type information and background. Uh, and she even tells Emu at the end of the first episode what the premise is. Like, hey, you got to collect these 10 shots in order to, you know, do this. And you'll, in collecting these 10 shots, you'll be defeating these, uh, you know, 10 bugster that are out there causing problems. And uh, kind of an interesting... Uh, kind of interesting thing that they're doing with her because she um, is a serious nurse um, and, but on the other hand she's this crazy wild like video game character stepping out of the console and into real life and uh, she's got you know the hot pink hair and the weird outfit and everything it's all very interesting and designed and she feels legitimately like a video game character come to life uh, and how she's presented and stuff but then it's neat because she has this very serious um, very human side to her as well Kagami Hiro is Comrade Brave. Uh, he or becomes Comrade Brave. He's a gifted but cold and distant um, surgeon, and he, for whatever reason, is not only a surgeon but he's able to operate the. Um, it's not X Aid platform. The, whatever their their Comrade belt is called in this series, because I don't remember that they said it, but it's a you know belt in a shot, which is the uh, cartridge thingy that they load into it. Anyway, he can operate that, but he's like cold, distant, aloof. He says he refuses to attach himself to the patients and he just looks at the, curing the disease as just excising what is, you know, the thing that is the issue. And he is the saying, there's nothing I cannot cut. And that's all he's focused on is just cutting out, removing the thing. And he and Emu have a, a clash because Emu is like, well, if the patient's not smiling afterward, then what's the point? You didn't really do your job. And like, you're not a doctor. I can't trust these people to you. Um, Hero's dad is the guy running the hospital. He also is involved with the CR, which is the, um, oh, 
I, I can't remember, a cyber rescue group, and uh, they're the ones who deal with the bugster cases. Uh, the way he's played for comedy is very strange. He, um, I didn't capture one of his goofy faces, but I, I have an image of him looking very serious, and he goes from being deadly serious to being very silly, and I don't understand why he's played like that. I could see him... <laughs> Especially the way that he's directed, the actor's directed, it's almost as if he's two different people or has a split personality or... I don't want to say schizophrenic because that's, you know, it's not cool to just throw that around, but uh, he feels like that's how he was set up to be and that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, he's in a mentor-ish position, but I don't think he'll become a mentor character just unless there's a big change in how he's presented and how he's utilized in the show, so... I don't know that I'm going to hold my breath waiting for that. Uh, next is somebody who we didn't get a lot of time with. It's uh, Dr. Hanaya, who apparently is a, a former doctor. Um, it's really weird at the end of the second episode, he throws a bunch of cash at the uh, Genom Corporation, the video game corporation president who built the belt and gashot system. And uh, looks like he, um, you know, it's going to involve himself in saving patients or whatever. Uh, and, I don't know, he's, like, creeping in the background, he's spying on people, and we don't really get much else, uh, except he seems, uh, he seems like he's trying too hard. <laughs> I don't even know that I want to call this guy a character yet, um, Mr. Hawaii Five-0 in his, uh, well, red leather jacket and glasses, he is sneaking, or he's not sneaking around, he's just in the background of the show, observing things, watching what's going on, and he keeps making mysterious, vague statements about how like, everyone's getting ready to rev their engines or start up or whatever. <laughs> I know he becomes a bike later, so that's kind of why I'm leaning into uh, that side of him. But, yeah, I don't really have else to say. Much else to say about him. The uh, game company president, I don't... Uh, Dan Kuroto is his name. Uh, I don't really have much to say about him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he develops. Uh, he feels like he something's going to happen, but... It's not... I couldn't say what at this point. Uh, and so, anyway. So, I don't quite know how to quantify the differences between... In a very succinct way, um, Poppy, Hero, and Emu. But I really do like the dynamic between the three of them. Uh, Poppy seems like she... You know, she's here to guide the doctors through the game. I don't want to imagine what her interactions with Hero have been like in the past. Because he seems like a real jerk and like he'd be rude to her. Um, whereas Emu is very earnest, very naive, very nice. Um, not saying he's a nice guy, but I am saying that, um, you know, he takes, um, he takes people's feelings into consideration as well as, you know, their health. And, um, I mean, beyond that, he takes, he, he seems like a person who's very respectful of others and, um, potentially demures to them, uh, out of a lack of confidence or, um, it might just be downright respect, uh, but Hero seems to uh, not feel any of that. Um, he seems a little disrespectful towards his father when he comes in uh, from, uh, you know, off the plane. He, he comes into the CR, and uh, he's kind of a jerk to him, and, um, like, he refuses to, I don't know, treat Poppy in the way I think she would like to be. Um, and, oh, he like, he calls her Poppy instead of Asuna when she's not in her poppy form when she's in her civilian form, so to speak. And, uh, like, that's not cool. Uh, but I, I'm pretty sure 
being that this is, you know, Kamen Rider, uh, it's made for children, that you're not supposed to like Hero at this point. Um, but his competency, or his competence, is uh, undeniable, but that doesn't mean he's a good person. And uh, I kind of like the, the shades of gray that they're uh, examining with this show. Like, it's very obvious the two of them, Emu and... Uh, and Kagami, uh, have, or Hero, have very different perspectives and outlooks on life, and it'll be interesting to see them pursue, because, uh, like, they're doctors, right? They're doctors, and one day, one day Emu will be a full-fledged doctor, potentially, you know, what if he's a pediatric, sur- pediatric surgeon or whatever, because uh, Hero's a surgeon. Um, they can both still heal people and help them be better, um, even if Hero has terrible bedside manner and Emu's a really compassionate, very... Um, nice doctor who people uh, enjoy the company of and enjoy uh, being with. I'm stumbling here. Um, So it's interesting because, like, you know, while people are not machines, uh, if something's wrong, you can just fix it sometimes. And Hero, or no, not Hero, but Emu wants to take, like, a more holistic approach to things. And it's interesting that there's that conflict because either of them can say, like, no, you're doing it wrong. You have to do it my way or else it doesn't count. Uh, and they can both easily hold those viewpoints without really there being so much strong um, evidence for them to use against the other to prove definitively that they're right, and uh, I think it's an interesting dynamic. So we've only really met two bugsters so far. They're uh, Pallid and um, Graphite. We get to see Pallid's human form. We don't get to see his bugster form, uh, but we do see, uh, we do not see Graphite's human form. We're only presented with his, uh, you know, monster form or bugster form, I guess you could call it. And uh, I don't really have much to say about them. Graphite seems like he's itching to get to work, and Pallid talks about how life is a puzzle, and um, he seems to want to take things more slowly, like a puzzle game specifically, and he wants to take things more slowly. And um, I like that. They, re- they seem tight, but they have different perspectives, kind of mirroring uh, Emu and Hero. Uh, so I want to move into talking about the design. Uh, all the designs are based off of video games because these are video game characters come to, come to life, basically, um, that are turning into the villains of the show. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, they are all game characters, so they have, like, game-type characteristics. Um, and, like, Pallid, I think seems a little repetitive, almost like an NPC or something, in the way that he just kind of repeats himself. Uh, but I want to be talking about the video, the visual design right now. Um, so the Bugster and their base form have these really gross-looking... They're supposed to look like overgrown germs, uh, and then they get kind of articulated, and... Um, well, it's taking, like, the basics of game design, like, oh, yeah, we have, like, uh, you know, brown blobs is what they're made of. They're made of spheres because, you know, these spheres, these brown blobs can be assembled into different, uh, just like pixels. They can be assembled into different structures in order to create, you know, these different things. Um, so one of them looks kind of like a golem. The second one that Brave fights looks like a virus uh, or how we, you know, what we think viruses look like uh, inside the body. And uh, that's kind of interesting. Um the way that the mechanics of how they work by like being inside of a host and then causing them to be stressed out um, is kind of interesting, uh, but like I feel like that's kind of an ugly stage you want to push through or rush through in order to get to the really cool designs of the like advanced bugsters, so to speak. Um, and I like the uniformity. Uh, they have these mooks that like their outfits will change depending on what the character is like, uh, but they have, you know, different weapons, uh, and they will have, um, 
they have the same head, but then they just wear different clothes and have different weapons that they can use against, or... I don't know why they would have mooks necessarily, but they I guess because it's a video game, and they sure do. The two different bugsters that we see have basically the same type of mooks, but I think their designs look different, look very different, and they're supposed to be like bosses, uh, you know, from each game uh, that the writers are fighting, and... Uh, yeah, it's weird. So these bosses, before they're separated from the person, or to be separated from the person, the writer has to be in their level one form. And uh, it's this chunky thing. It's supposed to look like this Mighty Action X uh, game character, which if the game guy developed that character and then he developed the system, I guess it makes sense that they look consistent. Um, but anyway, it's kind of weird. Uh, I almost wonder if Graphite's human form or alternate form turns into that Dark X-Aid because uh, he's got that thing on him that shoots out the virus and stuff and that guy has that too he uses it as a weapon against um against the writers and we see graphite using that same thing um shooting out virus earlier and i think maybe even the pallid guy does it in the uh, opening um but anyway the uh, level one design of the characters is it's really crazy um it does look very much like a video game character uh, and I like that they showed the Mighty X, or I guess the character is just called Mighty, uh, from the Action X games, that they're called? I don't know. Anyway, um, we got to see him in a video game. We saw a plushie of him. We saw all these different things. Uh, and um, it's really fun because this character feels like a combination of, like, Sonic and Mario with maybe a little Kirby mixed in. And we get to see that in uh, the level zero or the level one designs. Uh, and then in the fact that there's, like, items and... The writers jump around when they're in that form, and they do, like, ridiculous stuff, but it, it does feel very much like a video game, um, and the chunkiness and squatness of it uh, works, because, um, you know, like in Mario, before you get a mushroom, you're just that little thing, and then you grow big and get more definition to you and stuff, and I don't know, it's just, I really like how they brought in the aesthetic of a video game. They've got, like, hit markers, not counters, but, you know, when they get hits, the, it'll say hit, and things like that, and... Um, They've got this, I mean, they have this stage select thing, and they select their character, or the avatar, whatever, and then they turn into that particular writer. I wonder what would happen if they picked one of the other ones, but I'm sure that sort of thing wouldn't happen. And then there's, like, on-screen text, like, hit, level up, finisher, stuff like that, and it has, like, pixelation on it, which is pretty fun. Um, and uh, we get to see, like, when they go to level 2, they can advance their weapons. So, like, Emu or x starts off with a hammer, but the hammer turns into a sword because uh, it has this blade that flips out of it. Um, and all the on-screen graphics are really interesting. Like, it, it looks very much like 90s video game uh, kind of aesthetic. Um, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I like x being pink in his, his you know, level 2 form. Um, I, think it look, I think it looks good, and it's, I think it's a fun... Um, extrapolation from level 1 to level 2. Uh, something that made me really uncomfortable was when Hero first shows up and transforms. He has these women with him, these nurses, probably, and they, like, one of them, like, squats and or kneels down and, like, puts the belt on him for him, and the other one hands him his shot as if he's in surgery. Like, he's got his hands... It's just really weird. It felt like, uh... Anyway, I didn't like it. It was a bad look, so to speak. Um... But let me see. Oh, uh, something I forgot to mention. When they're transforming the game screen, like the start menu or whatever, from the game screen of whatever game the particular writer is using, will pop up behind him. And as they do that, different elements from the games uh, come into the overworld, so to speak. It's a really weird... It's almost like... Um, what do they call it? AR? 
uh, augmented reality, like, but meshing with the real world. Um, I like Brave's design better than X-Aid's, uh, not because I don't like the pink, but just because I like the knights and I like the, the grill or the helmet um, mesh kind of thing that he's got going on. And something, a really cool detail about him is in level one, he's got a shield and it's, you know, big, it's oversized, it's enough to block off stuff. And then when he goes to level two, uh, he still has that shield, but it's embedded into his left arm as uh, like an extra piece of armor. And it's cool because he doesn't have that on the right side. It's just on his left forearm. And it's a neat way they like transformed the first, the level one design into level two. And then he keeps like their their eyes and their helmet type of details like stay the same. But it looks like he's just grown, like I said, from Mario. Uh, like in Mario, from the squat guy into the big guy. Um who has uh, you know kind of different power set or whatever, can take more damage and whatnot. Um, and I don't really have much else to say uh, about Brave's design or X-Aid's design. I think they're crazy, but they're kind of cool. Um, and I, one thing I, I really enjoyed was that while he was fighting the wizard guy, um, like a, a sword and a stone appeared, and he brought that out, and uh, it was all rust-covered and stuff. And then when he used it, it turned into... Uh, a you know crazy you know Bandai designed toy sword and uh, it has it's cool kind of cool it has flames on one side and then ice on the other side and they have these you know an A button and a B button on their weapons which it looks dumb but it's kind of neat um, but they can hit those and he switches it from fire to ice and I think if you tap it multiple times um, like a game controller it you know does different things so like I, I think that's how they start their finishers kind of interesting uh, that purple thing that shoots out the virus and stuff. Uh, it also has a console type look to it, and it has A, B buttons on it like their weapons. Um, so it looks like all these designs are coming from the same person. We saw at the end of episode two that the uh, Ganon president guy was selling uh, a gashat and a belt to uh, Taiga or Hanaya. Um, so I don't know if the Dark X-8 is somebody else who he sold the stuff to. Um, so maybe he's a mercenary type uh, you know, entrepreneur guy. Could be the case. But anyway, I'm guessing all the design uh, in the show, you know, it reflects his aesthetic because it's all designed after characters that his company makes. And that's kind of interesting. So my overall thoughts on Kamen Rider X8 episodes 1 and 2, uh, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, but it has a lot of heart. And I think I get where it's going with uh, setting up these characters. Um... And, gosh, before, originally when I, I watched it before, I thought I was going to watch the first and second episodes and quit, um, you know, ongoing, excuse me, Common Rider that year, because uh, the designs were so outlandish and wacky, but um, I think I get it, and I think they sold everything well enough, and uh, it was cool enough that it made sense, like, all the bits where uh, X-Aid level one was like platforming where he's jumping off of blocks and, you know, using his hammer and getting coins out. And then in the second episode where he like opens up a chest and pulls something out of there, like that's all really cool, fun stuff. You know, I sort of grew up playing video games, so not like an avid gamer or anything like that, but um, like it's familiar to me and it's fun and I could see it working, you know, s selling kids on it, but also like it worked on me. Like it, it, it looked fun and it seemed like a really cool way to contextualize the action and the way that they cast it, that it's like this AR type thing, and because the game, you know, because video game villains or bosses are coming out into the real world, you know, how do you fight a video game? You fight it with a video game, um, you know, a real-life video game, and um, 
it, it worked, you know? Uh, and I, I think the character dynamics are really interesting, really strong. I kind of expounded on that already, so I won't belabor it. Um, and I like, well, I don't like everybody, but I like everybody well enough. And I like where it's going. And I'm glad Emu is the protagonist. And uh, I feel like if, as long as I stick with this guy and his viewpoint doesn't get, um, you know, set aside too much, uh, if he's struggling to prove his point and to prove that his holistic approach is better, uh, it's a, definitely a show I'll enjoy. But, like, besides that, the action, you know, was really enjoyable, a lot of fun, um, just, like, so frenetic, um, but really cool. And, uh, yeah, I really liked it overall. Um, so those are my overall thoughts. I want to know what you think, um, what you say. Um, if you were watching the video version, you got to see all the visual elements, but I loaded, I don't know, like 16 or so images onto the, uh, the blog at mjmunoz.com. You can go to mjmunoz.com and type in, uh, ARC, another writer cast or X8. You'll be able to find it either way. Uh, shouldn't be, you know, too difficult. And you can look at all the images there. Um, I want to know like what you think of the visuals of this show. That's why I bring that up because, uh, it was very divisive. Um, lots of people thought it looked so stupid and that they were, you know, almost like with the Gaim thing, but I think Gaim broke everybody so much in the Toku fandom back at the time that, like, they were kind of prepared for anything <laughs> going forward. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of wait and see uh, was the approach I heard going on uh, online. Uh, because, like I said, the visual design, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, um, but, you know, what did you think of the designs overall? Uh, do you, you think, it, does it work for you? Does it not work for you? I'd be curious to know. Uh, you know, who, and again, we can go into full spoilers here if you want, because I have seen the whole show. Uh, who's your favorite character? Who's your least favorite character? Why? And, um, gosh, I really don't know what to ask, what else to ask about the show. Uh, so I guess I'll go ahead and end it there. And, um, I want to suggest to you that I, uh, the MJ Loves Toku show that I have, uh, here as well. Uh, I have it as a video series over on Recipher, and I have it as a um, an audio only as well. It's on iTunes, it's on uh, Google Play, it's you know, different places, and you can find that link to mgmunios.com. If you type in Tokusatsu, I'm sure it'll pop up pretty quickly, but you can check that out. And uh, one, someday when the uh, Netflix uh, Ultraman Season 2 comes out, I'll also be covering that. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say, so that brings us to the end of another writer cast episode. Uh, I think it's 18, I hope it's 18, Common uh, Writer x MJMunoz.com is home for all my work. Podcasts and reviews of anime, tokusatsu, Star Wars, and more. Plus my original writings. If you didn't enjoy this, critique me. If you did, leave me a comment. If you really like this, consider tipping me at coffee.com slash MJMunoz. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well.